0: Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Monday, November eighteenth, twenty nineteen. Today, Maria Ivanovich testifies, Mark Sandy testifies, and David Holmes testifies. Pete Sessions was eyed for the top spot in Ukraine. Sundlin is fucked. So is Roger Stone. Updated polling from Iowa and some wonderful Schadenfreude. I'm your host, AG, and with me today are Jordan Coburn, hello, and Amanda Reader, hello. How are you guys? I got a fuck right in the intro. Oh, nice. <laughs> <You like laughs> Doing that? good. Yeah, we're already off to good a good shit. start. <laughs> News um, was swearing. Also,
2: happy Monday morning, people. Yes. Yeah. Hope your week doesn't suck.
0: It will not. This it's week not. is going to be
2: lit AF. <laughs> if you're listening to this in your car right now, hope your commute doesn't suck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I don't. Or that we're making it better envy. for you. Yes.
0: Yeah. There we go. Yeah. The the commute gives you time, time to
2: listen. Your yes. sweet voice is carrying you through traffic.
0: La 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 la. <laughs> anyway, it's a, it's a, it's a crazy. <laughs> Friday was nuts, and it's going to continue to be nuts. And things are going to just, I, it's just so much. We live in a circus, it's just so much. Yeah. Um, we have so much to get to. And uh, well, how was your weekend, though, Jordan and
2: Amanda? How did you do? You have a nice weekend? Yes, I had a very nice weekend. Thank you for asking. Good. Yes. I danced a little. There might still be glitter on me somewhere. <laughs> was anyone watching? Was anyone watching? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So you dance like people were watching. <laughs> yeah, I didn't dance. Different kind of dancing. True. Altogether. Uh, you know what though? Sometimes. So my it's wife. An entirely different kind of dancing altogether. My, my wife works from home, so she's like she's home a lot. But on the days that she's out. You, like, you would think that I would be excited about, like, I don't know, watching a show that she hates or something. But when she's not home, I just, like, embarrassingly dance. <laughs> no one can see me. That's amazing. I mean, I, I dance when she's around, too, but shorter ones. But I, like, go shorter, for it when shorter she's not dances. Home. Yeah. When she's home, she gets, like, a taste. But when no one's home, oh, God. Yeah. I, like, go for it. Yes. The full... Emotional spectrum of dance. Yes. Yes.
1: <laughs> that gets truncated by other eyes.
0: I would, a, I would ask no. you to video that, but you would dance
1: differently. You gotta find. Here's mm-hmm. the
2: thing my private dancing is my joy. Gotta find your joy. Mm-hmm. Gotta dance like an idiot sometimes, home alone.
1: Yes. That's what you gotta do. Totally. Dancing for me, um, I, I don't dance enough. Thank you for you reminding should. me. Yeah, it's to dance. fun as
2: hell, it feels so stupid, but like no one can be watching you. <laughs> yeah. Can I put on some like really good pop it's music? The best kind of dancing. Yep. Though mm-hmm. really, mm-hmm. like put on Look some Party a in the USA. Yes. Some sort of guilty pleasure song mm-hmm. and dance. Yes. Also, shower singing. Oh, shower I love singing shower. is very I good. I singing. do a lot of shower singing. Yes, that's very good. Also,
1: too. shower bits. Shower's a great spot to think about
2: bits. Comedy. Yeah. I yeah. don't
1: know why. Gary Goldman posted that there's some science behind it. That's something about being in the shower, just like freeze channels in your brain or something. (laughs) The warm water. It's the only time you don't have a phone in your hand. (laughs) Yeah. Chakras and it gets your chi
0: all in the right direction. Yes. I do love showers. Mm -hmm. Yes. I do. All right. With that, uh, we do have a lot of news. Let's hit the hot notes. Hot notes. all right, so a lot of impeachment testimony went down this week, two two days' worth. We've had, on Wednesday, we had uh, George Kent, so cute, and um, Bill Taylor testify, and then on Friday, we had Marie Ivanovich testify, and we already uh, went over the Bill Taylor testimony and the call and the outdoor call with David Holmes and all that stuff uh, in, in earlier episodes of Daily Beans from last week, but let's talk about uh, the Marie Ivanovich testimony because she was on Friday, and of course... We our last recording was Thursday, and so one thing, and I will say, you know, and we talk about this quite a bit in in the Mueller she wrote episode, which is the 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 one that came out yesterday. It's the impeachment megasode. We go over a lot of stuff in detail, but her testimony was very moving. I felt I found myself tearing up in, in her opening statement talking about duty to country and nonpartisanship mm-hmm. and and her decades of service and and all that and i thought it was just very uh, just incredible testimony what an incredible witness she was
1: yeah chris wallace of fox news even said if you didn't tear up watching or if you weren't moved what was his words yeah moved yeah if you weren't moved then then you don't have a pulse yeah crazy I, and and that's that's a fox news dude it's wallace yeah. but it's a fox news dude he'll be off the air shortly Yeah, he'll be fired.
0: <laughs> like that one radio guy who was fired in the middle of his program did you hear about that guy no yeah he's yeah, a conservative talk radio guy talking about you know this is the whole impeachment thing and his, they shut his mic off and fired him in the middle of his show
1: oh my god that's so
0: freaking creepy i know it's it's so fascist um i mean i guess you know it's a private organization you can do what you want but Damn.
1: Yeah, but the fact that they're resorting to that when you're reporting on facts, mm. alternative facts. Oh my god.
0: So one of the main things that I wanted to go over with the uh, the from the Yovanovitch testimony, which stood out to me, there were a lot of standout points. Um, particularly, you know, the when uh, Trump intimidated the witness in real time uh, via Twitter. But very important to me was um, Krishnamurthy's line of questioning, uh, pushing back at the at the GOP position that she couldn't Maria couldn't have been removed by Trump for corrupt reasons because she was replaced by Bill Taylor, who everyone agrees is a good dude, right? They're like, so you think Bill Taylor's great? Yeah, is he a patriot? Yes. Is he a good dude? Yes. Is he very nice in pants? Yes. Like just <laughs> trying to you know make the case, uh, and this was particularly Castor, I think, was trying to make the case that, look, you 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 didn't get burned with acid. Uh, you still have a job at Georgetown mm-hmm. and and they replaced you with Bill Taylor, who you think is not a corrupt guy. So they couldn't have fired you to get rid of, you know, um, to get rid of somebody who would fight corruption. Yeah.
1: But then there's that gap of time between Taylor. Yeah. yeah. That's
0: what Krishnamurthy talks about. There was a month, almost a month gap between her leaving and Taylor taking over. And it was during that gap uh, that the inauguration took place of Zelensky. Uh, and that's when they, you know, Trump withheld Pence from being allowed to go, disallowed Pence from attending and sent Rick Perry instead. Yay. Um, and it was when Sondland was meeting at the White House several times with Trump about Ukraine policy. And he says that one month gap provided the perfect opportunity for another group of people to take over Ukraine policy. So that is very significant, I thought. And, right. And, and didn't get as much play as some of the more harder-hitting moments, but I thought that that was very, very important.
1: Yeah. In a sense, it's almost like it's not personal that we got rid of you. We only needed the gap where no one was in the position. Exactly. Mm-hmm.
0: And, and speaking of that gap in time, new reporting from the Daily Beast says that the White House was eyeing former Congressman Pete Sessions for the job. That's according to three people with knowledge of the discussions. Pete Sessions is the Giuliani ally that Lev and Igor made foreign straw donations to, totaling $3 million from a PAC they funded, a Trump PAC. Witnesses uh, in the impeachment inquiry have said that Marie Ivanovich was being pushed out so she could be replaced with someone more pliable. From late 2018 to early 2019, there were discussions in the White House of replacing her with Pete Sessions. Sessions himself uh, sent a letter to the State Department on May 9th, 2018, asking for the ouster of Ivanovich, the same day he had met with uh, Igor and Lev in Washington, D.C., according to a since-deleted Facebook post about it sessions has been subpoenaed for documents relating to his communications with giuliani lev igor including their effort to have Ivanovich recalled in the smear campaign i suspect we will learn more about this from the testimony of fiona hill coming up this thursday uh of this week because she has testified to to things surrounding pete sessions and 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 sort of the ouster and the smear campaign that that um lev and igor you know had against uh,
1: maria ivanovich and that mm-hmm. pete sessions was involved in that smear campaign mm-hmm. probably because he wanted the job this is kind of a random note but you know what i found interesting in a lot of the testimony from taylor kent and ivanovich was how not normal it is for them to have any direct conversations with the president for some reason i always assumed that ambassadors would have like you know sort of a more established line of communication but when you're talking about someone like Pete Sessions that clearly has an established relationship with the president, going into a role that I now know typically establishes a sort of break in that communication and connection for good reason, I imagine um, that 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 in itself is makes you. Makes you wonder if the other stuff didn't, you know. Right.
0: And, and and the protocol for that kind of thing is to go through the process, go through the State Department,
1: mm-hmm. go
0: through the Pentagon for, for things involving military aid, go mm-hmm. through um, the Department of Justice if you need to do a uh, partner in an investigation. And this, none of this happened with Trump. Trump sent Giuliani to do end runs around these typical U.S. processes to investigate the investigation, to... To, to get the javelin missile thing sorted out to to withhold aid uh, as a bribe to you know bribing them with the with the with the military aid to get these investigations uh, on the record publicly stated by Zelensky into a microphone put him in a public box and and to also these investigations aren't coming from the Department of Justice the the, the you know when when Trump, Wants Ukraine to investigate 2016 CrowdStrike server and, and investigate Joe Biden and Barisma and Biden's son and Barisma. Zelensky and the or not Zelensky but the Ukraine government was like, is this coming from the Department of Justice? No, mm-hmm. it's coming from outside those typical channels of mm-hmm. communication. And that Shut that him. month gap allowed them to set everything up. Made Mike who's the ambassador to the EU, which Ukraine isn't part of, be the point man on this to take the Instruction from Trump himself now we know because of this phone call that Bill Taylor testified to that Pete that David Holmes, I keep calling him Pete Holmes. David Holmes overheard. Um, and And so now you just have this sort of shadow. Not using the proper channels policy. And so yeah. it's 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 all of it. It's just so corrupt. And mm-hmm. to say you're fighting corruption, it just it, it sticks in my craw.
1: Yeah. And on top of that, the argument that it's appropriate somehow for silent to be involved with all of these things, because potentially Ukraine would want to join the EU the 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 iron the major irony in that is he's working to facilitate a quid pro quo that will make it so they don't get the assistance they need so that they can remain independent enough to continue on paths like that towards their ultimate you know sovereignty so it's it's just so that's such a bad argument to say that he had a place in any of that whatsoever
0: yeah it's like the whole deep state argument and that Peter Struck wanted to you know get Trump. You know, make sure Hillary was elected. It's like, well, then he should have just done. He could have announced to the world yeah. that Trump was under investigation, and he did not. So your mm-hmm. argument
2: is so dumb. Mm-hmm. So Sondland testifies this week, right? Do we know which day? Yeah, Wednesday. Wednesday. <gasps> this is. I think that I'm hoping that the Stone conviction is somewhat of a warning to him.
0: Yeah, and we're going to talk about the Stone conviction <laughs> after the first break in the in the B block because it's it's so relevant right now, mm-hmm. and it's so. The timing, the ripening of the Mueller stuff at this time, not just stone, but the mm-hmm. grand jury materials. And, you know, it's just that it's so it I, I get goosebumps. I, <laughs> I have a justice boner for it when a plan comes oh, together. <laughs> yes. Thank you, universe, for bringing it all together. And some other news that just came out. <laughs> uh, Sundlin
1: is using WhatsApp. Yes, he is. Um, So reporting by the Washington Post is confirming that Sutherland was communicating with Ukrainian officials over WhatsApp months before July 25th. That call even happened. But he was also apparently texting with a top aide to Zelensky, Andrei Yermak, in late July on his trip to Kyiv right before Trump's tw- July 25th call. So the State Department has refused to turn over these WhatsApp messages to Congress, obviously. And on this trip, Sondland also met face-to-face with Yermak. Apparently, a State Department official said he was barred from attending the meeting as a note-taker. So they're talking on WhatsApp, which is, again, an encrypted messaging app. And then when they do meet in person, the one person that could be in there taking notes is not allowed to be in there. So all of this... I mean, it doesn't scream back channel. It just it lives as a back channel. It, it, it is a back channel. Um, and this meeting apparently happened just before the Trump Sondland call that was revealed in Bill Taylor's testimony.
0: Right, because that was the day after the Zelensky call, mm-hmm. and so this was like the day before that. Mm-hmm. And you know, I know what they talked about. Yeah, <laughs> but this is something else they should ask Sondland about on Wednesday. Well, you know, Sondland omitted the fact that the call existed in the first place, the one that t- t- took place on the 26th, leaving out this whole texting your Mac on WhatsApp mm-hmm. uh, purposefully to have those texts disappear, I would yeah. imagine. That's what people use WhatsApp and Signal for. So that would be another thing that I would definitely uh, uh, hope to see um, the Democrats uh council ask yeah and it's also is that his name
1: um yes what is it dan is it dan that sounds like a lawyer's name (laughs) (laughs) dan Dan? goldman dan let's see dan goldman democratic impeachment council um here (laughs) (laughs) yes dan dan yeah um Fuck, now I forgot what I was (laughs) going to
0: say.
1: We were talking about that that's something that he should ask about the the WhatsApp texts. Totally. I do also think, and I'm curious to know your opinions on this too, but to me this is sort of an unfortunate indication of the level that Ukraine was also involved in these sort of encrypted communications as well.
0: Yeah, I I have been wondering, you know, I don't think that they're going to ask any of these Ukrainians to testify. Mm -hmm. Um, We should be able to get all of this from the state department. Uh, But I would feel like, like couldn't, I mean, like, how do you, how do you save this? If you're Schiff, how do you go to the Ukrainian officials and say, look, Zelensky, Yermak, can you help me out? Do you have any, Tapes of these calls. Do you have anything that that you can? Because normally you would go through the Department of Justice uh, to to get those investigations coordinated the way that, that Mueller did with the Manafort uh, cooperation in the Black Ledger investigations. And so, but does Congress, who is impeaching, have the power to do that? Impeachment is a judicial proceeding, but do they have the power to circumvent the Department of Justice mm-hmm. to? look into their investigations by reaching out to foreign governments for assistance in, in, in that kind of an investigative situation. And I don't know the answer to that. Yeah.
1: And if they did, too, can you imagine mm-hmm. the field day that GOP people would have with that? Just the appearance of, you know, them sort of doing their own investigation or to whatever. investigate Trump? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it would not have good optics. No. No. It would not. Even though it's an investigation the only re- yeah it's like the reason the optics are bad are because people have been fed lies and they believe them unfortunately mm-hmm. the the optics really don't lend itself to any sort of actual wrongdoing but yikes
0: yeah it looks like it was just probably best to to either rely on what we have uh, Here from Americans in, in in the United States, and if the, if the State Department isn't isn't going to hand over this evidence, then that's just obstruction of Congress, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. plain and simple. Pompeo could go to jail for that. Um, and and everyone's like, yeah, but Barr's not going to indict anybody. I'm like, yeah, but if we vote in 2020, there'll be a new Attorney General, and mm-hmm. you can goddamn bet the beans that they're going to <laughs> be looking like her ass. Goddamn hopefully, bed, <laughs> yeah.
2: What'd you say? I said, I said you can kiss her ass, hopefully, as yes. in the new AG will be yes. a woman. Hell yeah.
0: All right, uh we will be we have a lot more. We'll be right back. Stick around. Hey everybody, it's AG from the Daily Beans. As the bean counters already know, getting into debt is easy, getting out of debt is hard, especially if your credit score isn't great. Thankfully, now there's upstart.com, the revolutionary lending program that believes you're more than just your credit score. Upstart believes in you. Hear that, mom and dad? Uh, Upstart goes beyond the traditional credit score when assessing your credit worthiness. They actually reward you based on your education and job history uh, in the form of a smarter interest rate. It's easy to check your rate. It takes only a few minutes. And once you're approved, most people get their funds the next business day. Over 300,000 people have used Upstart to pay off credit cards or meet their financial goals. Every single comedian I know could use Upstart. (laughs) Free yourself from the burden of high interest credit debt by consolidating everything into one monthly payment with Upstart. See why upstart is ranked number one in their category with over 300 businesses on TrustPilot, and hurry up to upstart.com slash daily beans to find out how low your upstart rate is. Checking your rate only takes a few minutes and it won't affect your credit. That's upstart.com slash daily beans. You'll be glad you did. All right. Welcome back. Let's talk about what Mandy was bringing up earlier about Roger Stone and how what happened to him this week could affect what Sunderland does. Um, as we know, uh, if you haven't heard by now, that's weird. But on <laughs> Friday, uh, he was found guilty on all seven counts. The jury was only out for a day. Uh, they deliberated. Uh, they decided to, you know, make their decision based on truth and facts, and then also send a message that that telling the truth to Congress is mm-hmm.
2: important. We need like a, like a heaven's opening, like hallelujah sound when justice is served to someone. Like, <laughs> oh, <laughs>
1: Robert yeah.
2: Stone has been convicted. Well, we have our
0: hmm. we have our ringtone oh yeah 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 let's hear it Stone is let's hear it right now (laughs) so yeah he's fucked so defense for the witness intimidation this is really a weird moment uh in in the closing arguments i think they were trying to defend the count of witnesses intimidation against um you know against stone for how he treated credico mentioning the godfather Mm -hmm. a bunch of times and trying to say i'll take your dog and um and the defense attorney said oh stone and credico have been tampering with each other for 20 years and that sounds gross um and and for me, this isn't just about being happy. Like I said, that Stone is going to prison, which I I'm I'm exceedingly happy about. That sorry, not sorry. Uh, it's again that facts matter, the truth matters, and they matter so much. Like I said, the jury didn't deliberate long, and you can't lie to Congress and get away with it. That is a very clear message. It's a it's a win for Mueller. It's a win for the rule of law. It's a win for our country. It it, it remember that arc of justice. I said keep just you know keep the faith. Here here we go. These are our rewards um for for that patience and this is a big, big thing.
1: Yeah, I'm surprised that they came to that conclusion as a jury so quickly. I was expecting it to take longer. So was I. Yeah. Yeah. How long I don't know I don't know what's standard though for jury deliberations if it's like normal for it to exceed more than a day.
0: It would be hard to put an average on it, considering the scope of this case and that
1: it involves the president
0: and the Russia investigation. And I think it's like it's just one of those standalone things where we're like, "That's how long it took." Yeah, just look at him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's true. I mean, also dresser. he'd really just read the just,
2: evidence and documentation, but uh,
1: also, also that. Yeah. yeah, look at him. He does scream. I have fifty watches attached to the inside of my coat. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> she just have a shirt that says Psst. <laughs> yeah uh and and like like you were saying um amanda this sends a clear message to sundlin who has had to already amend his testimony mm-hmm. once and then based on some testimony that came out this week he is already we know now that he did not testify about the call that he had with trump uh and so he's going to have to make some more amended testimony um, we went over this in the Mueller She Read episode, but he's got a couple things he can do. He can keep criming, keep lying um, and, you know, face the, the Roger Stone music <laughs> or uh, he can ask for an immunity deal. They can do that in Congress. Mm-hmm. They can say, look, dude, just tell us everything. Mm-hmm. We are not going to prosecute you or he can plead the fifth. And I think I, he could come back and say, I'm going to plead the fifth. And then he could be offered an immunity deal. Hmm. To say, tell you what, proffer, we're not going to get you on any of your crimes, even the perjury. We'll let it go as long as you tell us everything. Mm -hmm.
1: But then again, would they do that? Because is he a credible witness? I was just going to say that. He is the least credible mouth I have ever seen. (laughs) Yeah. No way. I don't believe any shit that comes out of that thing.
0: Yeah, I'm almost like, don't give him immunity. Just charge him with obstruction and perjury. Yeah. You tell the truth or we're going to get you for lying, bro.
1: Yeah, totally. He definitely. Str- I mean, I can only imagine, especially after going through him over the last however game. long. <laughs> um, what? Go ahead. I-, I was just gonna say I can't imagine them not feeling about him the way that they felt about Manafort as a witness when they sort of were like, okay, no, this is not. Yeah. Yeah. We or like Flynn
0: in mm-hmm. the in the um, case. They're so mm-hmm. like, uh, he's he's not a
2: cooperating witness anymore. Yeah. Aside from him just confirming and corroborating, you know, the narratives that are already out there, is there anything else that the Democrats could could hope to glean from him in terms of a negotiation? You know, do you think there's anything else that they could get from him? Yeah, he could say, oh, I talked to Trump a million times. Here's my
0: call records. We talked all the time about a quid pro quo. We talked Mm -hmm. all the time about bribery. I was put in charge of making sure that Zelensky was down for this thing and that, you know, I was right, dangling a... a Pence visit and I was dangling military aid and mm-hmm. javelins and all that. He could he could come out with all that stuff. We know what happened. He's the he could talk about what happened in the White House meetings and the gap between mm-hmm. Yovanovich and Bill Taylor. He, he could talk about anything like that and, and and say, here's here's the whole truth and nothing but the truth, because I don't want to be Roger Stone. Mm-hmm. yeah.
2: <laughs> what a change that would be to see him go from what he did before to being like this is everything I don't have anything else well he when his first testimony happened he seemed according to sources inside
0: the room he seemed very cavalier seemed very above it all mm-hmm. very I'm a millionaire you what what are you gonna do to me mm-hmm. and I I really think that this if his if he's got good lawyers that uh, and he's a zillionaire he should have good lawyers that this stone verdict is a stark reminder and really well-timed by the way uh to to say hey you, you're not above any of this mm-hmm. because you have hotels you're not above any of this because you donate a million dollars to get this job mm-hmm. you are as vulnerable to the law as anyone else is and the fact that the sentencing isn't going to happen until february 6th because you know if stone gets a year someone's like ah fuck it i'll take a year but because the sentencing hasn't happened yet and he's facing 50 fucking years in prison, that is just this got to be this weight on his oh legal God. advice counsel to Absolutely. be like, because they don't know what Stone's going to end up with.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to his testimony. Silence on, on Wednesday, right? It'll be interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If he's,
0: We'll see if he's more humble uh, or I bet we'll know from his attitude and his opening statement how it's going to go.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm excited for that one yeah Excited? is that the right word yeah I don't know. yeah sure yeah
1: wait so sunlin has not had any con he's not had any sort of like formal court proceedings he's only just dealt with congress at this point yes right. there's like nothing that's happened yet that's been criminal in any other realm or whatever
2: yeah,
0: yeah. that i know of i don't know if he's been convicted as a hotelier in his previous life i, I assume not yeah but um
1: i wondered through all this how many criminal referrals are going to come from Congress's investigation.
0: Yeah, and and what Barr does with them. Do they make them now or do they make them after 2020? Yeah. it would be interesting to see. Yeah. Uh, we've got some uh, new polling out uh, f- from Iowa and and some interesting things going on in the 2020 election. Jordan, what do you have?
1: Uh, yeah, so new polling is showing that Buttigieg is actually first uh, in Iowa polling and he's sitting at 25%, which is huge. And this is a poll. That's taken among likely Iowa caucus goers. Um, that's 16 points higher than he was in the September poll. And Warren is now at 16% herself. And Sanders and Biden are tied at 15%. And so Sanders is actually up four points, whereas Warren and Biden are down six and five points respectively. So Pete's really astoundingly in the lead right now compared wow. to where he was before. And it, it makes sense to to the fact that he's been focusing a lot on Iowa. He's been doing really well with, with independent voters there, apparently, and he's he's invested a lot of time and energy on behalf of his campaign into Iowa. So, I guess that's a, a sign and a, a signal to other Dem candidates if you want to win a state actually spending time there and caring about their constituents makes a difference.
0: Yeah, and he's a little more moderate. And mm-hmm. this week Obama came out uh, and said some stuff about um, you know... Uh, it, i know it kind of is annoying <laughs> it, it, i'm a little annoyed by it yeah um because it's i disagree with it mostly yeah I yeah agree with it so Are but what, about what to did you say yes okay.
1: yeah yeah so obama made an appearance at this like big donor event um mm-hmm. And said that 2020 Dems need to not be too progressive, essentially, and that they need to be wary of becoming out of step with voters. He says that voters are less revolutionary than they are interested in improvement. Um, And he warned that turning off certain segments of the electorate by not being... Uh, or that you might you might do that if you're not rooted in reality. So he said, this This is a direct quote, this is still a country that is less revolutionary than it is interested in improvement. They like seeing things improved, but the average American doesn't think you have to completely tear down the system and remake it. I think it is important for us not to lose sight of that. I so. mean, I get
0: don't burn the country down, but also uh, along the same lines, the The excitement is behind the progressive candidates. Mm-hmm. And, and in general, yes, it's true. In primaries, you're more progressive. You're more out toward the right or the left depending on whether you're Republican or Democrat. And in the general, you have to come back to the center a little bit. And that's just true for everything. But did mm-hmm. we need Obama to come out
2: and say that in public? <sighs> also, like the audacity of, the audacity uh, of hope. Uh, oh. <laughs> no, but seriously, to like to to you know to have the, the, the to run on hope and change, to have your face plastered everywhere with the words hope underneath it, and then to come around like a decade later and be like, but not too hopeful. Mm. I mean, don't, yeah, I, I don't
0: know. if I mean, that's the message. You can certainly take that away from I, what he said. I know. But not too progressive. Not too progressive. I I appreciate the sentiment. Um, I uh, I just don't get also why
2: you would do it. We're not. It's not feeling revolutionary around here. Because has he spent any time on Twitter?
1: Well, it's Twitter's feeling... not. Really. No, I know. He I'm actually called saying, Twitter out directly and life. said that liberal Twitter is
2: not how the rest of the world is. That is true. He's That's, true. Yeah, That's true that, that 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 is a true statement. Yeah, I I, I people Except are hu- our Twitter. It but, is. But, how, but people are hu- no. people yeah. are hungry for change, though.
1: Yeah, I I think um, it it's like it's kind of disheartening in the sense that the things that these crazy radical people. Are advocating for are really not that radical. No, they're not. They're yeah. really not. No. They're they're only radical because our country is like done an awful job well, on multiple fronts. We
0: saw that when I think it was Elizabeth Warren who in one of the debates says, "Why are you running for president if you don't want any new have big ideas? Mm-hmm. I don't even understand why you're running." He got a big applause point mm-hmm. from that, and mm-hmm. I feel like that is sort of, and and if, I will give this to you. I have a Twitter bubble. I have a California bubble. I Absolutely. have a liberal bubble, etc. Mm-hmm. etc. Cetera, et cetera. I can paint myself with 90 different kinds of privilege. And so I'm wondering, am I only seeing it that way, that that is what that that's where the country is moving? But I feel like it is. And I don't think that that would have been the case in 2016. I don't think Hillary would have come out for a $15 an hour minimum wage and and
2: thinking about Medicare for all had had the progressives and Bernie not pushed her to the left. Yeah. Bernie pushed the entire discourse to the left. And we have him to thank for that. Are you going to, I apologize, I haven't read ahead in the script, are we talking about the fact that Michael Bloomberg has jumped into the race? This is a very topical for what we're discussing right now. We
0: can talk about that. I mean, we've got Bloomberg, you know, stop and frisk Bloomberg, and then we've got Deval Patrick.
2: and potentially hillary i mean hillary's not coming i hope that michael bloomberg though i think rings true to what we're saying is that the donor class thinks that we and we need another billionaire exactly 100 percent. i was just going to say that that is totally where their head is at Mm -hmm. they're
1: thinking oh shit we need to get someone in here that's more the status quo and yeah biden was our guy and he's not working out it doesn't Mm -hmm. look
0: yeah my advice for anyone thinking of joining the democratic nomination dais uh for president in 2020 if you're not michelle obama don't.
1: Yeah. Oh fuck. If she did that. <laughs> oh oh god. god. I don't it's think beautiful. she will. And, oh. and I'm not saying
0: I think she will. She doesn't even mean rumor too Nobody's even throwing the rumor out there. Oh my I'm god. I'm just saying if you're not Michelle Obama, don't bother please did
2: i just justice creamed i know I... It's, it's justice porn <laughs> michael yeah. bloomberg seems like a perfectly nice guy you know for in in, in some ways um, i don't want to disparage him too much without knowing a ton about him but i do know that he's not particularly progressive and i can't imagine the people who are excited about progressive candidates falling behind him yeah, in any he's way very much mod- and he's also the stop and frisk guy yeah you know, exactly that's, that's his
1: deal yeah. yeah so i think it's sigh uh, but warren <laughs> has actually changed her she did yeah yeah, so she released her Medicare uh, health, like a Medicare for All revision to her plan. She released this on Friday. Basically, the revision is she wouldn't make it mandatory. It wouldn't be a mandate that everybody gets switched over into Medicare. You would still be able to keep your private option. And so then, she's backing off the. You have to give up your private insurance. Yes, and she said she wouldn't push for everybody needing to until year three of her presidency. Making sense? Okay. Yeah. Mm. Um. So. I mean, there's a question, I guess, of whether or not that's a direct response to Obama's that's speech. That's what I was wondering. Yeah, but I I didn't see an ex- in a, a date well, on when that speech there was. Could I tried have been to look for polling. it.
0: Polling, there could be national polling yeah. showing that this, uh, you know, middle America, independent, swing state voter, typical American, moderate mm-hmm. person. Is you know maybe they got some, you know, inside I- information about what they're thinking and that they don't want, you know, to give up their private insurance or whatever it is. And that prompted could have prompted both Warren and Obama to make these statements.
2: Yeah. And I think I, I think also like it's just there's a lot of people. I'm sure people don't quote unquote love their insurance, but people are fearful of change. You know, and so just like psychologically, selling like, change is hard. Yeah, it's really hard. And so, like, I don't know enough about the nuances of the American healthcare system to comment um, eloquently on this. Obviously, like in general, I'm pro like a Medicare for all system for everyone. But that takes that's going to take time and a lot of chaos to you know to transition. And so I think that to soothe people a little bit, and I don't know if this is a more moderate policy or more of a psychologically sound policy to help people through this transition is to say you don't have to give up your private insurance right away i think that offering a medicare option
0: and allowing people to continue to have their private health insurance is progressive yeah i, I think, think it I is think it i is. think it's more progressive to to ban private insurance mm-hmm. uh but that's, that's eventually time. where you want to get to mm-hmm. uh that's my own personal beliefs on mm-hmm. it. And that's coming from a, a background in healthcare. I, I, that's yeah. what I do with yeah. my
2: life. Giving people the option is progressive, right?
0: Yeah. Because if you have, it's very progressive. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Because if you have a Medicare option, uh, then you're going to put the, but just by over time, you're going to put the big insurance companies out of business or they're going to have to compete or have lower prices. You're I was going just, to change the entire system.
1: Yeah, I was just going to say that just even by doing that, if they have to compete with the Medicare option, then who knows? Maybe, maybe that'll give leverage to legislators that they just didn't have before to make private insurance companies not so evil.
0: Yeah, and I personally don't get why it would suck to offer a, a Medicare for all option and still allow people to to keep their private insurance. I don't understand how that's somehow a shitty thing to do. You're offering the Medicare for all. Anyone who wants it gets free health care.
2: I'm actually curious about this. Honestly, legitimately, I would love to see tweets about this or um, emails or corrections because um, I f- the nuances of this health care argument have conf- have confused me a little bit. And, and I obviously support the option, which is going to get more people affordable slash not free, but like more people covered and they're not going bankrupt or going broke. And it's like, what if, why is it that people think that private insurance should be done away with immediately? Well, here's immediately, I don't know, but in the
0: long run, and here's my understanding of it is that, look, healthcare isn't free. It has to be paid for. Of course. If, and you know this because mm-hmm. you have your national service. Yes. And basically, it's cheaper <laughs> if, the government buys this health care in bulk, buys drugs in bulk, gets mm-hmm. pharmacy in bulk, and gives it to the people. And the health outcomes are better. Evidence-based medicine outcomes are better because your bottom line is the patient, not the money. It's health, not profit. Absolutely. So what they're saying is, is if there's any system in place that looks at profit rather than health, you're going to have a class, a tiered class health system, which doesn't, you know... Uh, yeah, it's not I, fair. disenfranchises yeah. people of, of demographics, different yes. demographics. And so then it becomes a classist thing. So the idea is to do it all at once so that, you know, we just take all the money we've been spending uh, on premiums that we the people have been spending on premiums and healthcare costs put that all back into the government and be taxed mm-hmm. for that instead of us paying it out of pocket we pay it in taxes yeah.
2: and have the government buy it for us so it's cheaper and it's it's it has better health outcomes oh yeah. i feel you on the health outcomes 100 percent. but like i'm talking about people being allowed to maintain their private insurance and this is from an outsider coming in right like There's a lot of wealth in this country. There's a lot of people who I'm sure are able to afford these like amazing insurance packages who are like, I like a lot of the rest of your policies, but I'm able to afford really awesome insurance. And obviously, if you're someone who doesn't have a lot of money, you're like, fuck, yeah, Medicare for all. That keeps private insurance high cost. I'm, I'm with you. I feel you. All I'm saying is that like. While I personally don't want private insurance to exist, I can understand why some people would be like, OK, well, the fact that you're going to let me keep it for now and also do Medicare for all, mm-hmm. I'm down with. I, I'm saying I understand those voters. Mm-hmm. Yes,
0: absolutely. Yeah.
2: And for a
0: time, if if perhaps mm-hmm. for the plan, a, a law had some sort of a step down to mm-hmm. tie trade off of it, to use a medical term. Yeah. Uh, The problem is with allowing those people to have private health insurance, you are Mm -hmm. keeping the cost of health insurance high. Right. So the government and the people down here who Mm -hmm. don't want those private health insurance plans still have to pay more for the health insurance that would otherwise be super cheap if the government paid for all of it. We have to do
2: away with all of it to make it all better. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense to me. That's what I'm sure. Yeah. For sure. That's the goal. But I was just curious about like what it was in the interim, why they were pushing so hard to get rid of it so quickly. But that makes sense. Thank you for that. I
1: I also wonder if there is an option, how that's going to affect things like pharmaceutical sales and advertising on television, for example, because right now advertising is based on a privatized industry. But is the government still going to want them to be advertising? Hey, talk to your doctor about this thing if it's going to like... Are they still gonna? Because that's that's that, operating like a business, talk right? Talk to your doctor. So thing is if, weird as fuck, it's very weird <laughs> and very strange, and it's like totally all a part of the same culture that gets kids that are seven years old addicted to Ritalin for the rest of their life and shit. But it's it's just such a like medicine pushing business too. Only in regards to, like, ads and stuff. I'm not saying that, please don't I fucking think, think I'm Marianne Williams singing this shit right now. I mean, they should cancel ads for pharmaceutical companies yeah. altogether. I don't understand why they're
0: advertising to people who can't prescribe medicine.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I wonder if, if uh, like, how doctors are going to respond to those sort of requests, too, if they have, like, a Medicare patient versus, you know, like, a privatized health, health, um, health care. It's going to be, I think, but-
2: uh, if this really does happen, if we really do get some kind of major health care reform, it's going to be a huge cultural fucking reform here yeah, there's well, so much that's going to change and there's yeah, going to be a lot more talk-
1: regulations with medicare too right
0: and you're talking about well that we could use the ones that we already have in place but you're talking about the medicare rates a lot of doctors don't accept medicare because the rates are low and gotcha. they need to be renegotiated mm-hmm. uh, but if you buy in bulk like that then you know you should be able to somehow uh, move the money so that it, it it covers it like 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 i said until cost of health care goes down you know, we're we're all paying for the same. We're all paying for healthcare, whether you're doing it up front out of pocket or whether you're paying for it in your taxes, and it's uh, some sort of national Medicare for all system. Um, yeah even if you just start with lowering the Medicare age to 50 and then lower, lower it to 40 and then offer it to everyone the year after that and then st- and you could actually probably just let the market work it's magic and the private health insurance companies are going to go the fuck away Gotcha. Uh, and then maybe you, you make it illegal for that sort of thing to happen out down in the future you know, out in the future where you because you're, you can create a classist system uh, mm-hmm. in that where, where people who don't have a lot of money get poorer health care than people who, who do and then also so it keeps the costs elevated.
1: I can't believe that's even legal for doctors to not accept Medicare patients.
0: Well, a lot of times you as a hospital or an organization, you will lose
1: your accreditation. OK, good. OK. Also, yeah, when you said that, I was like, oh, God, that is really fucked up because I know that there's like for sorry, to interrupt. no, no, so you, um, but my my therapist, for example, she prefers people that. Are paying out of pocket because the type of therapy that she works on doesn't fall under the regulations that you have to fall under if if you're you know using someone you' like your health insurance for example, but for her she's not like. I'm not accepting patients that have health insurance, but it is just kind of one of those things where it's like she prefer she prefers to work with someone out of pocket because it expands what she's able to do. But but she would never say that. Whereas yeah, so it's maybe similar kind. But of. insurance
0: causes this too because insurance will pay will be like um we're only paying this and they're called the allowable rates. And so it's not just like Medicare rates. Insurance companies put these rates also uh, on there, and so that you know a lot of people are like I don't want to join that fucking thing because mm-hmm. they're gonna only max pay me for you know eighty dollars for every time I do a filling for you and it's gonna cost me eighty dollars. So why would I do free fillings for everybody? You know, shit like that. Yeah, it's totally. Just, it's such a massive, massive undertaking that that we could spend literally 10 shows talking about it absolutely um but you know the, it's the the main point is that we have to pay for it it's cheaper if the government does and we have better health outcomes
2: i i mean look dude like as the daughter of a mom in the canadian healthcare system my mom's a nurse like i 100 feel you and i think because i spent so long really really steeped in how ours works i'm still wrapping my head around how yours works so this is really interesting when you but plus two like being on the show and taking a part in the discourse around this stuff, it's it's good to educate myself. And I think I'm going to do some reading on this. Mm-hmm. Um, I just learned today or yesterday that uh, you have to go to a hospital that's covered under your insurance in your zone. Didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. You just know it's that it's an emergency. <laughs> yes. But just in general, the idea that you can only go to certain hospitals. I was like, oh. To I had get, no idea
1: that was a thing, just for y- general stuff. Y- yes, and for your coverage, yeah, to, to apply. To, cause we don't even, have that. We right. just
2: Google the nearest hospital exactly. and go there. No,
1: and that's. I, I'm glad you said that because you're like reading my mind. I was thinking that that's, that's another huge issue in our system, too. It's like if you don't have the education, I guess, that if you go to Scripps Hospital when you're actually only covered by Kaiser or something, Kaiser's not going to cover your Scripps bill, you know, it's like, or, or they, they, they might just depending on your plan, but just at like mm-hmm. a way, way worse rate. So something as simple as, oh, I didn't know that I needed to go to the, the hospital a mile down the road. And now you're completely fucked mm-hmm. financially because you were in an emergency. And I mean, Medicare that's so for All wrong. Will not fix that
0: initially because if you expand Medicare, Medicare right now as it is you can't go to whatever doctor you want. They have network providers and they're usually I think Health Net actually is the... Even
1: for emergencies? Emergencies, no.
0: Emergencies, anyone can go anywhere in the United States Mm -hmm. if you have an emergency. I,
1: I know they won't like deny you care but I'm talking in terms of the amount of the bill that will be covered by your insurance. So... So, like, if I'm covered by Scripps, right, and I don't go to a Scripps emergency room, I go to another emergency room that's out out of network, I'm going to pay more for that trip than I would if I went to the Scripps ER? Not if you have an actual emergency. Really? Yes. Hmm... I don't believe that's been my personal experience. Well, like,
0: for example, my health plan that my husband is covered under, I can take him to whatever hospital he wants. We have a 4,500 max cap 9,000 family that's provided by the insurance company. We can't be charged more than $4,500 no matter what hospital we go to. Yeah. And we pay handsomely for that. Um a handsome premium for that. Medicare for all presumably wouldn't be premiums there would be copays but there is a network of doctors that you have to go to. Your doctor's probably in it. I mean the health net network is gigantically huge. Uh but it 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 wouldn't really change any restrictions that you would have on non-urgent care, non-emergent care. Mm-hmm. Uh but you know it 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 definitely it's just a free option, and, and here's the doctors that you can go to. It would be like any other insurance hmm. policy that you have until we eventually get rid of those insurance plans that yeah. that govern those things, and you can go to whatever the F doctor you want for yeah. whatever the F you need.
1: I guess I was assuming that part of the option would be that Medicare would be accepted everywhere.
0: Oh, yeah, that would be... That, yeah. They could write that into the law. Yeah, I was but just... I was fully yeah. assuming that yeah. that was part of it. Interesting. I've, But it's not now, so I was assuming it wouldn't be... Yeah.
2: I didn't when it expanded foresee either. that at all. Interesting that you I was like, I don't think it'll be accepted everywhere, first of all. Yeah. No, in the, the roll but anyway well because that's just
1: i mean if it's not then that's like not addressing a huge part of the problem yeah totally absolutely I agree 100%. i haven't
2: lived here long enough to even to know what all the problems even are so, yeah interesting no, discussion Thank i do guys, have so much for that
1: yes i do have to look into some of my old er bills though because there was one time i was having a panic attack like a little asshole and <laughs> i thought i was dying so i went to the er drove myself because clearly i wasn't dying and i get there and i'm like oh help me i'm full." <laughs> and um this
0: is really weird because you're telling my
1: story <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then i and then I,
0: thought I was having a fucking heart attack yeah i
2: drove myself to the hospital i didn't go to the hospital but when i had panic attacks the first few times a few years ago i was like am i having a fucking heart attack mm-hmm. yeah terrifying situations physically yeah yeah well, I went there
1: though, and the Scripps Hospital was on UCSD's campus. But I had UCSD insurance, and in my my panic, <laughs> in my panic state, I didn't read the fucking sign. I guess so. I was like, just in a Scripps emergency room. I got the bill. It's insane, yeah. right? And then just like none of it is re- was covered by my UCSD insurance. Really, like I had to pay way more. Not not none of it, but I think. All I know is I had student health insurance through UCSD. There was a UCSD emergency room literally right around the corner from the one that I went to. And the bill that I got for the Scripps visit was... Insanely high compared to what it would have been if I went to UCSD. Yeah,
0: there, there's probably some group insurance plans that give you better rates if you go to a specific hospital, even in emergency situations. I don't that just seems weird to me. yeah um, but I, I wouldn't put it past an insurance company to do to do that because yeah. you know, if if it's UCSD and they're paying for your insurance, it's cheaper for them to give you the health care because you're part of their group and you're paying them. If you go outside um, and, and they do this. There, there are things, and I'll tell you this, there are network doctors and out-of-network doctors, uh, network hospitals and out-of-network hospitals where you pay more for going to a hospital that's not in your network. Mm-hmm. Um, and that happens with a lot of PPOs. So, yeah. you know, that is obviously a thing that 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 is real. Yeah. Um, before we um, actually we'll, we'll do this when we come back. I've got Washington Post top 13 Democratic presidential candidates of 2020 ranked and tiered. We'll get to that in just a second. Hey everybody, today's beans are brought to you by Helix Sleep. A good night's sleep is crucial. According to WebMD, sleep deprivation can cause health problems, weight gain, forgetfulness, stress, lack of sleep can lead to impaired judgment, decreased reasoning and problem solving, and worst case scenarios, late night tweeting of insane cuckoo bird nonsense in all caps. That's why getting a solid eight is so important. And if you can't get a good night's sleep, it could be your conscience, but it could also be your mattress, and you just need to check out Helix Sleep. Helix Sleep has a quiz that takes just two minutes to complete and matches your body type and sleep preference. To the perfect mattress for you. So whether you're a side sleeper like me, or a hot sleeper like me, or you like a plush or a firm bed, I like the softer side. With Helix, there's no more confusion and no more compromising on an average mattress. Helix Sleep was awarded the number one best overall mattress pick of 2019 by GQ and Wired Magazine. Just go to HelixSleep.com/dailybeans. Take their two-minute sleep quiz, and they'll match you to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. And they have a 10-year warranty, and you get to try it out for 100 nights risk-free. They'll even pick it up for you if you don't love it. But you will. So instead of uh, you know being up all night tweeting, Obama email witch harassment cafefe, just get some rest with Helix Sleep. Helix is offering $125 off all mattress orders for our listeners at helixsleep.com slash dailybeans. That's helix, H-E-L-I-X, sleep.com slash dailybeans for up to $125 off. You'll be glad you did. All right, welcome back. I want to go over this Washington Post article. And do not shoot the messenger. Uh, this is not my Where I rank and tier these candidates, just want to let you know that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm just reporting the news here. So, um, let's see. They put in tier four, last place, Tulsi Gabbard. Um, Number 12, Tom Steyer. And number 11, Andrew Yang. Still plugging along and apparently betting on New Hampshire while others are betting on Iowa. That's what's going on with Andrew Yang. So those are the bottom three. Uh, Tier three. Uh, number 10, former Housing and Urban Development Secretary Julian Castro. Number nine, Bloomberg. Hmm. I'm surprised he beats even Seriously. like Yang or Castro. That's fucked up. Uh, and then we're up to tier two now. And number eight is Deval Patrick. Okay. Uh, seven is Cory Booker. Six is Klobuchar. And five is Kamala Harris. And then we get to tier one. Uh, and number four they put in fourth place Buttigieg, judge, they put Bernie Sanders in third, they put Biden in second, and they put Warren in first. Hmm. So they have four tier one candidates. Uh and what do, I what do I, tiers mean?
1: They're just like for them. Arbitrary. Okay. Got it. Yeah. They're, okay. Interesting.
0: There's never <laughs> been like a like we know this to be a third tier candidate or anything. This mm-hmm. is just what they're how they're ranked judgment. That. They're saying if you look at this in a Gestaltian way where we group things together these four are way above these three are way above these two are way okay. above these gotcha. three Okay. and I think that I personally um, I had three tiers and top tier included Harris but they're adding a tier here and so she is now number one in tier two uh, and they're only putting four uh, top candidates uh, I would say there's three or five but they're doing four so that's how, that's how they rank them
1: That sounds like it checks out, especially with Gabbard being last.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, totally. All right, it's time for some Schadenfreude.
1: Schadenfreude.
0: You guys are going to love this. Um, University of Florida has a rule that no student activity funds shall be spent in support of or against, in support for or against a political party, but University of Florida's student president is now facing impeachment after bringing Don Jr. to campus and paying him $50,000.
1: Oh my God, that's so much money.
0: The impeachment resolution filed by five university senators said President Murphy abused his power to advance a particular political party at the expense of the students. Murphy says he's innocent because this was not part of a campaign. This was just his book tour for Triggered, yet it bore elements (laughs) of a a campaign style rally, including effusive praise for President Trump and a video from the event shows, uh, you know, that's like a campaign video. Uh, Gilfoyle, a Trump campaign senior advisor and Trump Jr.'s girlfriend, introduced him by slamming politicians in the swamp and praising Trump Jr. and his father. Uh, emails between Murphy, the student body president, and a guy from the Trump Victory PAC wow. indicate the PAC asked him directly to bring Jr. on campus to speak. Wow. Much like the federal government, an impeachment would require two-thirds of the school senators elected in the spring, at which point the president would be suspended until tried by the senators elected in the fall.
1: ...who could remove him with a three-quarter vote. Fuck yeah. That's really fucked up, though. I know. That's a lot of money. And clearly political, obviously. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's insane. No, he wasn't campaigning. He was his book tour. Sorry, bro. Yeah. I mean... So, what you said their are languages you can't contribute... ...can't use the money to contribute to any sort of political campaign specifically? For or against anyone. For or against so anyone. Even if,
0: even if they were just saying Trump Jr. was clearly campaigning against Democrats... Um, and then, you know,
1: yeah, yeah, exactly. Or it's like, or there would have to be something in the performance writer that would make their contract null and void if they mentioned any sort of campaign speech maybe or something like, like putting something like that in place. Cause I could see conceivably if it was just like, you had Donald Trump Jr. there and he wasn't like, he literally was like, I don't actually, I don't even know. I can't even think of how that would be okay. No, but <laughs>
0: as, you could have him there as long as you don't pay for it with student fees, mm-hmm. you know, student funds. Uh, yeah. that, that's the the sticking point there. Like, these are... This is a public university. These are student funds. You cannot use these funds to do anything campaigny.
1: Totally. I'm really surprised that their associated student advisor let that go through, too. Because there are, there are people that are like... "Ooh, I'm about to learn per- about structure. Yeah. Well, because I was a senator. Um, uh-huh. Yes. And so... What we, we have, like, I think when I was there, there were two advisors just specifically overseeing the Associated Student Body Council itself. But then it's kind of their job to be career, you know, sort of have institutional knowledge about those kinds of things and, like, advise us. It's pretty obvious what the word advisor means. So
2: <laughs> I don't
1: know why I'm trying so hard to explain that. But but um, I'm surprised that their advisors didn't tell them that that was, like, gonna be an issue probably because they love trump Mm. ding 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 (laughs) yeah Yeah,
0: and 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 they're actually saying before that reason it it might be difficult to impeach him Mm -hmm. but he is up for impeachment all right everybody let's get social hashtag hashtagging today hashtag walter reed medical center apparently trump made an unscheduled visit to walter reed medical center The White House is saying, he's perfect, he's wonderful, winning, super awesome, slender athlete, president, uh, weighs nine pounds, fantastic. Um, He's in great health, super spirits, uh, et cetera, et cetera. God, it's so like Uh, North Korea-y. I know. And and here's what... We don't know much. Uh, There's some rumors, but we don't know much. We know that, first of all, he didn't go by helicopter, he went by motorcade. And I don't know if there's rules about certain medical conditions and not flying, Uh, but... They raced and they were they there. Somebody got a video of them running out of the White House into this motorcade. So it was post haste Hmm. that they were headed to Walter Reed Medical Center. Um, They this was not scheduled. Uh, The White House. This is their this is their excuse. They're saying we it was a slow Saturday uh, and we felt we could get knock out some of the annual physical four months early.
2: Hmm. oh my god
0: because that's how you do a, an annual physical is like yeah oh, I'm like s- gonna do the blood draw in four months it's a slow day at
1: Walter Reed
2: I got nothing <laughs> else going on
0: let's do that
1: I think that he's uh, his heart is finally failing with all this pressure of impeachment and Adderall I think and so also too. Adderall yes with so the help too. of Adderall
0: uh honestly I there are rumors that he uh from uh, somebody said they spoke to some people at Walter Reed, which would be totally against the law. Yeah. But that they there was uh heart Chest pains Yeah that, that he went in for He was there for two hours The White House also said Oh no he was stopping by To visit veterans And combat guy Yeah and I was just trying To pull that tweet up Where he says that Do uh, whatever uh, Just see how it is well, I love Walter Reed I just love going there To the doctor On the weekends um,
2: <laughs> Just love hanging out and <laughs> and then, Getting my blood drawn And then this
0: Like you do <laughs> And then this morning Sunday morning That was Saturday Sunday morning At 9 a.m. They put a lid On the White House So Hmm It's just all there. And
1: honestly, for him to not have gone golfing this weekend says a lot. Yeah. You know, outside of this being clearly a cover up because he thinks that it's going to hurt his campaign for him to appear like ill or whatever, only because he tries to create himself as some sort of insanely impervious. Yeah. Um, But on principle, I really think it's kind of unhealthy, no pun intended, of our country to like, like, totally attack politicians for being humans and having medical issues like it's weird it's right? really weird this to hillary in 2016 exactly she the flu and
0: everyone's like she can't be president she's fragile vulnerable flu look at the flu we'll get her it's yeah the weirdest thing that we that we have yeah mm-hmm.
1: it's really weird and it's honestly something that's also weaponized against workers too a lot just like in the in the economy in general like in the job i feel like it's sector getting better. in general
0: i feel like like it's getting better like people like you need to take care of yourself you're sick you need to stay home I feel like it's getting better than it used to be if you were sick it was yeah like oh you want to get fired yeah
1: yeah. can't be sick can't be sick too much oh thanks like I can help this sorry I am having chronic stress and issues because my job doesn't pay me enough and I'm working too hard you guys fucking suck yeah (sighs) It looked like you were going to say something.
2: Oh, I was just going to be like, ah, capitalism. But then I was yeah. like, that's not yeah. real commentary. No, it is. <laughs> it
1: is.
0: <laughs> I love that you shared your thought process of, that's not real commentary. Yeah. The uh, well, yeah. we- capitalism. No, it totally is. Yeah. When, when money is more important than people.
1: And it's very vain, too. It's a very vain thing to be like, ew, I don't want a president I, that has a heart attack. Like, well, you can have a heart attack I mean, literally starting at, I
2: mean, you could really have one whenever, obviously, but. Bernie's heart attack was a gift to some of the more moderate, right, leaning liberals in media who don't want him to be running at all again. Totally. I just feel like they just, like, jumped on that. Totally. In a way that was gross. Exactly. And like a circling Bernie's a carcass. Like,
0: I had a heart attack. I'm back. Yeah, everything's great. Got a stent. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go on back on the road. Yeah, <laughs> and Trump's like, no, I, I, am fantastic. I'm tall. Everything mm-hmm.
1: is <laughs> Yeah, and that's why so d- tall. this becomes like annoying is because right, he yeah. is sitting lying trying to yeah. cover it up. But some
0: folks are speculating this could be uh, like a uh, way for him to resign. Here's the thing: mm, the only interesting, the, and I've, we've said this for hmm. for a couple mm. years now, the best option for Trump. Is to resign. Mm-hmm. It's not one that I think he'll, he wants to take. It's uh, it's probably seen to him is a sign of weakness. We've all said this. Trump won't resign. I get I get it. I hear you. I know that. That doesn't mean that it's not his best option. It is a hundred percent his best option because mm-hmm. without a resignation, he faces prosecution as a public citizen, mm-hmm. private citizen, excuse me, public citizen. <laughs> he fa- he fa- you know he he faces election <laughs> in twenty twenty faces impeachment with a resignation. He can cut a deal where he goes, Pence pardons him for his past acts. You can't pardon future acts, but, you know, pulls a, pulls a Ford, Nixon, and pardons him for all this, you know, everything in the Mueller report, everything in the Ukraine call, et cetera. It's the only way he can
2: get a pardon. Do you think that Pence would pardon him, given the fact that it would look bad for Pence if he was trying to? Yes, 100% hundred percent. And if
0: Pence won't pardon him, Trump will get rid of Pence and put somebody in who will pardon him. Now, to put a new VP in, you actually have to get the approval of the House and the Senate. So it would have to be somebody that they would both at least vote on majority. So it's a very difficult path. Every every path for him is very difficult Mm -hmm. right now. But the path of least resistance is a resignation and a pardon. Mm. Uh, He still faces state crimes in New York, probably why he wants to move to Florida, thinking that that won't follow him. Uh, you already crimed in New York. You can't uncrime in New York just because you moved to Florida. <laughs> um, so I, you know, some people are thinking that he he was like, man, I wish I could resign and not look like such an asshole. If you're sick, that might provide you the cover where you're
2: still the victim. The stress of this witch hunt has just been too much on my <laughs> heart. Yes, <laughs> I have to step aside. Yes, yes. and then maybe it Ivanka runs in me. his place.
0: You know, sorry. And then maybe Ivanka
1: runs in his place. Oh God. Gross. I anyway. hate how much that comes up in different theories.
2: It's just a theory. Yeah, It's pretty pervasive. Yeah, every, <laughs> every time. I'm earlier, like, God, it God, two. no. Like,
1: Stop <laughs> yeah, it. no, please.
2: No. Shh. You shush. Yeah. Shh. You no. Do not speak it. Let's not give any credence to this <laughs> theory. God damn it. Yeah. I know.
0: I but mean, Nikki Haley is another option, too. Um, well. I personally, and, and honestly, it would be, I think, hard. I think the easiest path to victory in the 2020 election would be if we were running against Trump. So that's kind of why you know. Yeah, sorry. But like, why couldn't, you know, but then again, if he were impeached and removed and told the Republican senators, just go ahead and remove me, he's still, then he's a private citizen, he's culpable to, or, you know, culpable for all these other crimes that he committed as, as, you know, now that he doesn't have the shield of the Office of Legal Counsel memo.
1: Yeah, I also wonder, though, if he's not the candidate, if on the other side, it will not mobilize the crazy racists, because if there's not someone that's running, that's straight up, you know, being racist um then i don't know if someone's going to be motivated to come out and vote you're like oh well if you're not going to blatantly disparage all people of color i'm not in i'm might, staying at home it
0: might not right and that but that, uh, there's far fewer of those people than there are of angry democrat democrats angry at trump Independents angry at trump suburban house mom's angry at trump etc etc yeah it's uh it's a theory
1: it's a yeah theory. i mean he is at th- he's he's not he's not young no <laughs> He's definitely in the age bracket of just having heart issues, and then again, talking about all the fucking Adderall cocaine, drinking, smoking, just all the shit that he's done. Um, it would make sense that he was having heart issues, especially right now. But it is strange breaking proof that he does have a heart. Mm. A-O. Maybe that's the problem. <laughs> he was having chest pains because
0: there was no heart. <laughs> oh, my, my chest, it's missing.
1: <laughs> oh, it's like a black hole. Oh, pressure. <laughs>
0: Uh that's our show. So thank you
2: all so much. I love you. And do you guys have any final thoughts? Um yeah, Jeffrey Epstein king did not kill himself. <laughs> final thought. I disagree. Oh boy. <laughs> I actually also I don't agree with that at all. I just wanted to say it. It's <laughs> a bit the memes are It's so a funny. bit at this point. It's so it's it's funny. <laughs> Who fucking knows, dude.
0: It's not funny about what right. happened, but the memes Come on. It's
2: good stuff.
1: Yeah, I was just thinking about that yesterday, how this is going to be a reference that will probably be made for decades to come. Interesting. It's I think a, so. That's a bipartisan meme, yeah. as we've
0: said. My only problem with it is that, it, you know, it, 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 probably, I, it, at least the way that I see it is it, 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 laughing at these memes is diminishing to what his victims went through. I don't know that that's a, a direct connection I would make, but
2: I would understand if somebody oh, said that. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, I can't make it anymore. But it was good while it lasted. It was.
1: Yeah, I guess... Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing is very, like, bleak and morbid, obviously. Um, what I find to be interesting is how a society will kind of, like, fixate and sensationalize the conspiracy theory instead of focusing on, like, the, the case facts. when he was alive.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Totally. Yeah. That's totally. shitty. Mm. It's like, oh, you're going to jump in now in outrage <laughs> that he was murdered? What? What about? What about when... It was coming to light that he had done all of these things. Hey, man, things. I cared.
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs> I cared at the time. <laughs> yeah, do totally. we feel worse Pylon on guys? No, sorry. I'm not Damn. talking
1: I'm not talking about you at all. I'm more talking about like th- they're like so they're comics and stuff that truly truly
2: like pedal that he was murdered and they're like fixated on yeah, it. Yeah, as opposed to like having I I don't know, a wider cultural critique of the fact that people get away with um uh, sex trafficking yes. and sexual assault. Yes. Yes lighthearted subjects to end the show with everyone (laughs) Um, I have no final thoughts I have have
0: one (laughs) Uh, from a post in our closed Facebook group for patrons if you want to become a patron you should do that Um, it's very easy to do patreon.com slash the daily beans I think that is a link correct Correct. Uh, this person posted to those who think this is hopeless I live in Tennessee a state so red we don't even discuss it My parents, one is a supporter of Trump, but will likely not vote at all. The other is a proclaimed libertarian, but doesn't understand what that means. (laughs) Today, the libertarian called me and was very upset about yesterday's testimony, mad about Trump trying to intimidate Maria when she was speaking. And she understood by watching the testimony what really happened. She knew that he was lying about Maria and knew that it was because he wanted to commit a crime. She told me he doesn't need to be our president. This has changed people. So tell everyone on Twitter acting like it doesn't have enough pizzazz to kindly see themselves out. This is changing people's minds about him. We don't need his diehards. We need all the people in between. This is working. Fuck
1: yeah. Hell yes. That
0: post really moved me, so I wanted to share it. Thank you for sharing
1: it in the group. Yeah. Thank you for sharing it now. You're welcome. I'm
0: sorry that I told everyone you had diarrhea, <laughs> and I'm sorry for sharing it now.
1: <laughs> and I'm sorry. What was that for mean, mean Girls? Sorry. Oh, I was like, oh, my God. It's a, you it's told a, everyone it's I... What? Why did? I- have you not seen Mean Girls, Jordan? Um, <laughs> I have. I guess not enough.
0: You know when they're doing the trust
1: falls? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah totally. Yes. Okay, yes. You know the characters is like? Phew. <laughs> no. Yeah.
0: You, I saw it in your eyes like, when did that
1: happen? <laughs> when did I what when did I what well now you know the only reason I reacted like that is because it has happened in the recent past (laughs) did I did I did I I tell her that Uh, oh no Jordan uh,
2: oh no (laughs) this week on the Daily Beans Jordan outs herself (laughs) I will say, consider, you know what, I'm just going to go ahead and talk about poop for a second. Uh, content Please. warning. Oh, good Lord. I, I will say, I will say, we, we had very candid poop discussions as roommates when we were in Boston. Oh, yes, I was did. like, that was, because sometimes you're like, how do I dance around the subject with someone? Because oh, yeah, everybody no, no, no. poops. Oh, yeah, everybody poops. Yeah, we had, a, we had an honest communication about poops. Yes, you did. Right. There's, There's a logistical
1: element to poops, especially when you're rooming with someone.
2: Yeah. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It was. For I, it to I, go unaddressed I,
0: at a certain I point. This is, is that. just I hard. love how we addressed it on the
1: podcast. Huh? <laughs> it's fantastic. You all needed to know.
0: Poopcast.
1: Uh, dude, that's gonna be my side project. The poop, poop, cast. poop cast. I would do a poop podcast
2: with you. Yes. People don't people don't talk enough about poop. I agree. It's a marker of your health, man. One hundred percent. We'll talk. <laughs>
1: Also of your shame, marker of health. I'm not exasperated. Shame. I'm laughing. I can't stop laughing. Because <laughs> poop makes me laugh. Yeah. Well, you know, two girls, one pod. <laughs> oh my god. That's what you should tell. Ta- that's what you should call
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> And a show was born. <laughs> Surely Look they're <laughs> for it wherever you get your podcasts
1: that probably already exists as it a name that's, that's a perfect name it has to yeah
0: <laughs> alright well thank you so much for listening uh, I hope everyone please takes care of themselves take care of each other take care of the planet take care of your mental health I've been AG I've been Jordan Coburn I've been Amanda Reader and them's the beans